0: If you are a Christian coach, speaker, or influencer, this is the right place. You're listening to the Keep Writing Podcast, a resource for biblical encouragement, spirit-led wisdom, and practical ideas as you answer God's calling to increase your authority by becoming an author. I'm Nika Maples, and I can help you write your next book so that you can take your business to the next level while advancing the kingdom and transforming people in Jesus' name. Anointed and appointed writer, you have been prepared and positioned for such a time as this. And today I have with me a special guest, someone who inspires me every day. In fact, Mm -hmm. I wore this T-shirt on purpose because every time I put on a T-shirt that says good times ahead, this T-shirt, I always think of Elisa because when I look at the world and I'm like, oh, I feel nervous or I feel afraid or feel some dread that's foreboding, I'm going to watch a little of what elisa is saying today i'll listen to the podcast she has or i'll 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 search for her on on instagram or facebook to see what she's going to share because it always points to good times ahead because elisa keaton knows our father so she also has a new book coming out and i'd like to welcome my dear friend elisa keaton
1: Nika Maples. Uh, what a joy. I'm fun. it's fun to be on your podcast. I've I've had you a couple of times on mine and you're just you're stuck with me. I, I've glued you to my hip wherever the Revelation Wellness community goes, Nika is. So, I'm excited to be in your community.
0: Yay, I'm glad to. And this book, The Body Revelation just has so much for people. And so, I I just want to say the feeling I have with this book coming out is like Celebration. Ah, no, there celebration. It is. <laughs> because I know that it's not just another book. It's not just yeah. another, like, oh, something about God. It's something about scripture. It no, like this is transformational. So tell us the core message of the body revelation.
1: Yeah. Well, the core message of the, the body revelation is, well, the subtitle is physical and spiritual practices for metabolizing pain, banishing shame and connecting to God with your whole self. So it's been in my observation of working with people, their bodies, and wanting to help them you know, get to improved health goals, that it would be often hard for people to feel satisfied in their attainment of a goal or the measuring of the goal. It just always felt so elusive. And that was when God started showing me that... This is about so much more years and years ago. And so I wrote the first book, The Wellness Revelation, which was to help kind of redefine the the definition of what it means to have a body and and be fit. The subtitle of that book is losing what weighs us down so we can love God and others. And so that really was the seedling of the ministry of Revelation Wellness. I actually wrote that as curriculum for people before it was even published. It took 10 years, Nika, from the moment that I wrote that first manuscript, which was like an 85 pages of run-on sentence. I've told you that before. It was (laughs) terrible. Yeah. Like I would say to anyone out there who's like, I don't write, I don't speak, but it's burning inside of you. That's exactly what happened to me. God told me you're going to write. And I said, I don't write like, God, do you remember? I cheated through high school English. You do remember you were there, right? You remember that? Yeah, I remember that. Let's write, Elisa. So, uh, but you had to go early, go ugly as my friend, yes. Jen, Sprink- Jen, I think Jen Sprinkle, She says, go early, go ugly. Yes. Go early, yes. Go ugly. Well, you know, and,
0: I, I came across, I met you when Wellness Revelation was already a beautiful published book, but I met people recently who were like, oh, I remember the first copy, which is kind of like a Like, Tell me about Kinko's. First- Kinko. I went
1: to Kinko's or, I mean, I think it was Staples or Office Max and they would print off a PDF that was, you know, it was probably about 120 pages and they, they would spiral bound it. It was called Way Less to Feed More. And it was about this kind of balancing out, like, why have we made life about something? It's not about, we're busy pursuing health and thinness while the world, there's people who are not fed. Like, I was just poverty. I was going after this in like, what is going on here? And it was the fact that we're made for God. And until our heart finds rest in God, these things continue to elude us. So I wrote that first book and it was a mess for 10 years.
0: But I love it. Uh, I mean, I love it because so many of the people that I work with, they just worry about like, it has to be perfect. It has to be like that published copy. I'm like, look, Alisa just was so passionate about her people that she was like, I'm going to get it to them. Even if I have to publish it at Kinko's and spiral in a spiral bound way. Yep. You didn't care. You just put it out there and then God opened the door when the time was right for it to be. 10 years later.
1: Well, that was the thing. I saw people hurting. And I saw people wasting money, wasting time. I, in good conscience, couldn't train people the same anymore. I couldn't take their money without going, Kate, I also want to tell this bigger story. Are you willing to hear this bigger story as well as we move your body? And many were. And so I needed to write something because I'm not going to help you. And now I look back and I do see how, wow, that was really courageous, Elisa, because it was terrible writing. (laughs) But people didn't care. They They don't care because they knew I cared. That is the truth. They cared because I cared, not, they don't care about my grammar. They didn't care about those things. Uh -uh. And it wasn't out there for, I wasn't putting it out like here, come buy my 2499 book. It was, I'm going to help you. And here's my conduit. Here's my vehicle for this. Mm -hmm. People Mm -hmm. wanted it. So over time, yeah, what would happen is then more people would come through. And then I created, not, I didn't create, but we raised up instructors. They were helping people with the same curriculum. And then the demand was there. And Mm -hmm. I knew the Lord said. One day, I didn't even know how to get into the publishing world. What do you do? How do you do that? <laughs> right. And many of you are probably asking that, but I, I heard the Lord say, I'll bring someone to you. I'm like, who are you going to bring to me? And then can I tell this story, Nika? Cause yes! I think it, it's so good for your, for the community. And so I went to God and I said, Hey God, I gotta do something to help make this easier for the people to get it at this point. And at that point, self-publishing was coming online more mm-hmm. and more. And it came across my my desk. I thought, you know what? I'm just I'm just gonna do this. Like, I don't care. I don't I don't need the thing. I gotta get this message out at a higher volume. So I'll I'm gonna self-publish. So we I bought a contract, Relation Wellness. We bought a contract with a self-publisher at that time. And we're about to sign the stinking contract. And the Ram in the thicket shows up. I get a phone call from a Janice Long at Tyndale. I had an instructor who was a good friend with her, and she was telling her, "You need to meet this girl. You need to meet this girl." So there was a editor at Tyndale got on a plane, came down, met with me. She had my little Kinko coffee, and I'll say this to Nika: We went to lunch, and again, I'm like, "Oh my gosh, the person has come. Is this it? God, is this? Am I going to get the deal?" And she says to me these words, and I needed to hear this because. I didn't know if I, it was good writing. I didn't know anything. And it still was in raw form, hear me, because it was, it was a rough draft. And Jan looked at me and at one point she just said, Elisa, you are a writer. And I needed to hear that from someone outside of me Mm -hmm. trying to kind of make myself believe it. And in that moment, I still come back to that moment because she was the first one to call it out. You're a writer. You have a message and there's always editing to be done, but you have a message and we want that message. So ended up signing with Tyndale. To this day, I still have a $2,500 contract somewhere in a publishing a self-publisher wow. that we wow. haven't used yet. Wow, uh, okay, so that's been out for- uh, That's been was- out for five years, five, six years. And so what happened is that book went out and we saw people get some good momentum, but after the publishing of that book, I would hear from faith communities a lot. Uh, They'd have me on their shows or come and talk with them. And I kept hearing kind of the church in a way, uh, throwing this statement around like, well, of course our body is a temple of the Holy Spirit. Don't you know? Don't you know it's a temple? So we've got to treat our bodies like the temple of the Holy Spirit. It kind of like chest banging a bit. And I thought- I don't think that's it because you don't change because someone tells you. There's a reason why we know what's right to do and we struggle to do it. And although in my first book, I touched on things, uh, I didn't get to the deeper root, which I believe God has shown me is this pain. The adversity and trouble and traumas we live through don't just affect us spiritually but biologically too. They change the organization and structure of our brain. So it's difficult to think, feel, and choose what's right. So you can know what's right to do, but not be able to do it. And that's why we encourage people to do talk therapy because that can help rewire the brain. But our specialty here at Revelation Wellness and how God has made me is to come from the foot up. If we get people in their body, get in their feet and move, then we can move up to the head and things get unlocked up here and here. That we haven't felt or processed and metabolized. And so that's why I wrote this book. This book is where talk therapy is bottom down, head into heart, and then maybe to your feet. We go, hey, let's get in our feet. <laughs> let's just get in your body and let's watch it move up from our heart and our head and do something different. So, that's what I get so, to do in the body revelation.
0: So one question that I have is, d- does a reader need to read the wellness revelation and then read the body revelation? In a good that question. Order? I would say if you
1: don't have a framework for God at the center of your health and well-being, if 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 you've never considered putting God at the center, start with the Wellness Revelation because I think it's a great meal to start with. Then, if you still struggle, if that if you go through that book and it does, and you really kind of go, and I'm back, and I'm doing it again, and I still think I'm fat and ugly and old, whatever. If you're still in it, then we go deeper into these places of. Of spiritual wounding, hurts, and pains, and this is all research back too on the exercises and things we can do to heal. I don't have that much specificity in the Wellness Revelation as I do here in the Body Revelation.
0: Okay, and they the, both books are based on a weekly format, correct? W- yeah.
1: Well, the first one is six weeks. That one, and the Wellness Revelation is is more like a a workbook too. You work, you write, you do a lot more processing with your head. And there's some body stuff for sure. You have a calendar, a workout calendar. I would say too, I feel like that was written in a time. I see fitness and health and body so much different than I even did back then when I wrote that book. You know how that is. You write something-
0: You grow. and
1: you think you're going to believe this forever. Right. And then you feel bad that you wrote it. And there's actually nothing that I don't agree with in the book. I do, but I'm like, oh, there's a continuation. Yes, There's, there's yeah. another story to tell. So that's where the body revelation has 24 chapters. And you, my friend, were the one who did this. When I had this burning thing on my heart and it felt like, oh my gosh, what is all this? Nika was my coach, everyone. She was my my coach that sat down with me and helped me to eat the elephant one bite at a time. But you were the one that suggested, because I was going to do maybe 10 weeks or 12, or like 12 chapters, 10 chapters or something like that. But you made the observation that, Elisa, I think when people who are having pain, if if pain is, this has been a struggle for them, uh, they probably need more bite size, just enough to get them along and going where they feel like I read a chapter today or I read a chapter. And so that's why it's 24 chapters. So it's not weeks, but you go at your own pace. And at the end of every chapter, There is a, we call it a a move link and a be still link. So you're going to put on your shoes, get in your body and move it. Go for a walk if you can. And my friend, Nika, you know, I'm always telling you, like move what you can move. It's the same thing. Just get the blood flow up, rock those arms, wave those flags, whatever we're going to do. And Mm -hmm. as we do that, music on, Praise God. Think about some of the questions I'm asking you. We can not just read the information, but process what we've read and leave room for the Holy Spirit to ask, to read us and question and give us revelation so that you get to go through it. However, if you want to do, you know, a chapter a day, you could have it done in uh, 24 days if you want to do every other day, however, but it definitely is one stage to the next stage, six stages Mm. from metabolizing pain.
0: Oh, I love it. Well, one of the key concepts in the book, I know, is inflammation. Can you can you talk a little bit about that?
1: Yes. So, as I mentioned, if you know what's right to do and struggle to do it, that's something most likely neurologically, The your brain, you've lived through some overwhelming moments that could be one big moment in time that shakes your brain. And so we create new neural pathways to kind of move around that pain or trauma. Or if you're just living in a time, which we all are of stress, of feeling constantly demanded of something and someone needs something of me. So that those those troubles create stress in our body. Now, stress isn't bad. You actually Need stress. You need stress to get up out of bed and go to work and focus and do the writing. You should feel a little level of, hey, it's tense. And then we do it and then we get done and it should leave. Stress comes to get us to focus and be fruitful and multiply. And then it's there, it should leave. But people who live in a constant state of stress, you're always worried about the next thing. And if you're always on your phone, input, input, we're slowly accelerating the speed of stress in our nervous system. And I talk a lot Mm -hmm. about the nervous system and the brain and the body, because that's how you go about doing anything. It's your brain-body connection. And people that have stress... Ongoing stress, that's what is damaging to the body and brain. That's what shrinks your prefrontal medial cortex, the place Mm. of reasoning. And that's what enlarges your amygdala, your fight flight free. So everything feels big. Everything feels like I will never. Everything you're thinking from your lower part of your brain because of stress. We have to let stress go so we can come up higher and reason and think. And that's why the practices are in the book too much stress in the body not only changes how I think and feel and choose, but leaves a residual inflammation. It can lead to inflammation in the body. I like to think of inflammation. Remember I said the amygdala, which is in the lower part of our brain. I always like to do this as a brain. It's down here, just above the brainstem inside. If you were to take your thumb inside as the brain, this would be like your amygdala. Mm -hmm. The amygdala is where you fight, flight, freeze, where you um, emotional reaction to whatever you have based on a memory that you have. That amygdala firing off, it's like a fire alarm, fire, fire, fire. So every Everything feels that way. And when you think about fire, if which is stress, that is what it does to our body. The stress in our body causes inflammation. We have like a body on fire. Inflammation is your body's way of actually healing itself So when you cut yourself, you should get some inflammation. That's why it gets red and tender, but then it heals and it goes Mm, away, away. right? So this is a whole story of things should come and things should go. We have to allow it to feel. And then God goes, and now give it to me because you can't hold it. But if we hold it because we think we're God or we think we're capable or I should do better, I shouldn't, and we, we start to compile that and compound it, the inflammation in our body That creates all types of aches and pains in your body. So just hurting, feeling stiff, feeling brain fog, feeling, just not feeling good. An overall sense of malaise comes from inflammation. Your body is on fire all the time. It's fighting for you all the time because you're stressed most of the time. We don't rest Mm. and digest like we need to. And that's part of the practices in the book. So if I could give a couple of tips for fighting inflammation, if that's, uh, and I talk about this in the book, one of the quickest ways to pull out the fire extinguisher is to take a focused breath. So Nika, let's inhale together. Ready? Inhale. One, two, three, four, five. Exhale. Four, three, two, one. Inhale. Exhale. Relax. Do you notice the shift? We never do this
0: completely.
1: We're on our phones or we're listening to information. It's so much all the time. We literally wake up from the morning unless we fight for silence, breath, stillness. The world is not going to offer it to you. The world is not going to come to you with stillness and rest on a platter. Here, use this for healing. (laughs) It's not what's going to happen.
0: It makes me think of the verse, I believe it's in John, when Jesus said, my peace, I leave with you. It's a peace that the world world cannot cannot give give you. Amen. And isn't it sweet? It's right here in you.
1: Doesn't cost you anything. You don't have to go anywhere for it. It's the very life source of who God is. God is the Prince of Peace, Emmanuel with us. And I only have witness with God right here on earth because I have breath. Everything comes from your breath. Stop breathing, you will die. But because that breath, you don't, and that's the thing, you don't even have to think about breathing. That's called your autonomic nervous system, which is part of your rest and digest that you don't have to think about these things that we do take for granted. But when we focus on breathing, we're saying, I want to think about the fact that I have rest, that Mm -hmm. I am supported by rest, that it's actually from rest that I work. I don't work mm-hmm. for rest. That's what the world does. Monday through Saturday, Monday through Friday, I work and then I rest on Saturday, Sunday. That's not how it is for the people of God. When we were created, our first day on earth with God was a Sabbath rest. Right. We are people of rest and from rest. So breath work, I'm a really big fan of it. We do a lot of different exercises in the book around that. But another thing that happens in the book, when you're, whenever you move your body, moving your body. And doesn't mean, I want everyone to break up with the term workout. Mm-hmm. Forget about it. Because we think workout, we think I got to put something on TV. I got to put on some special clothes. I got to do something. Just move your body, movement. I'm reading this book right now called Exercise. It's so great. It's by. It's like an anthropologist, uh, biologist. And he makes a good point. We were never created to work out. We weren't created for an exercise life. We right. were. Created to just do life where you had to exercise getting out into life. You had to plan, you had to garden, you had to go, you had to bend, you had to twist, you had to reach. But because of our genius brains that are always trying to make things easier, because we don't like the friction, we want it a little easier. Our life has gotten smaller. And now we spend a lot of time sitting 15 hours a day for some people just sitting and we're all up here, right? We're just in our head. All of our creativity oh. kind of comes out of here. We're not, and that's why I love people that garden and like, I'm so grateful for my landscapers. They're out every day moving their body, using their whole body to tend to the world where we now do a lot of tending right here. And so what we need to do is just get up and move. So if one way to fight inflammation is to, when you're working all day and you're kind of there, take a break. Sitting makes us more open to uh, the protein in our blood going up that collects inflammation that actually doesn't fight off inflammation. We start collecting inflammation. So that's Mm -hmm. partly why our body can feel stiff or sore. I mean, some of it is just some biomechanics, but you will feel more inflamed. Your your body starts to collapse in on itself. Just it's made to move. It's not made to sit
0: so much. So if I even wrote in my notes, I wrote down sitting. So I'm glad you brought this up because... I had seen a recent post of yours that was showing a few moves that someone could do if they've been sitting all day. I know that applies to the writers that are listening to this. Yes, by all means, since this is a YouTube show, just do any movements you want to. Yeah, because any writers watching this, they we all need to be reminded we can do things without like putting on a leotard. we (laughs) Absolutely.
1: Do you know if you just got up six times a day, which most people are working what, you know, eight hours or so just Uh depends. But if you just got up for six, five minutes of these a day, it would hit that place of health of I'm going to benefit from cardiovascularly. I'm going to benefit muscularly as well. It moves the stagnation and it turns on the lymphatic system. Your lymphatic system is the waste system of your body. So when you have cells kind of sitting and they're, they're trying to move out, they move out through movement, sweat, mm. things come out and you move as you move. I have that vision of, remember those, you know, those things that if you were, they're old fashioned, if you had a fire nice. is a bellow. Okay. When we move, that's what we're doing. It's like we're blowing and that is putting out the fire that comes from just stagnation, sitting. If you don't move your body, truly, there are people who die in a hospital bed because they refuse to move they won't move. They're afraid to move. They've either had a nasty fall and they're so convinced that if they get up and move, they will fall. And so people are having to come in and move their body in bed. And eventually if they have any type of infection, the body needs movement to fight off the inflammation. Even though we think, oh, I don't want to move. I feel stiff. I feel hurt. No, actually move. But notice none of that is high intensity. It's just exploration get in your body and that fights inflammation. And I can only tell you this. I became my own personal experiment with moving a little bit more. I feel so much better. And drinking water. That's the third thing. Stay hydrated.
0: Breathing, moving, drinking water.
1: There's that, there's something called EFT, uh, emotional freedom technique, where just tapping your body, what tapping your body does. And they have certain areas that they say to tap. It helps to regulate anxiety or yeah, if you're having anxious thoughts, it kind of grounds you. But what I believe it's about is it's really you telling your body, we're right here. You're here. You're here. You're here. So we just get so future future oriented, worried, focused, like, no, 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 come back, come back, come back. Because he's in the present moment. He's in right here, not in the finished book or the finished job. Get in the present moment and see what happens there.
0: Um, so I'm taking notes because there's so many things I want to make sure we come back to, but, you know, recently I found a YouTube channel. I don't know why it popped up, but it was, um, this... She's a someone who's a lymphatic therapist, and yeah. I was like, I became so interested in her YouTube channel. I just started watching her explain. But she said the lymphatic system is just right under the skin, except for yes. the part that's in your belly. It's yes. right under the skin. So you can like gentle movements. Yes, so I, I think that's encouraging to somebody who's mostly sedentary because they can't envision themselves yet. Like putting on all the workout, all you're the workout stuff, up, you know, going somewhere to work out, getting like, a gym membership, yeah, all of that. They can come back to you. Actually, if the, what you need to do to, to decrease inflammation is actually available to you gently right under the skin. Yeah. Those simple moves that you showed us are something you can do when you're wearing jeans and a t shirt. Mm-hmm. You know? mm-hmm. And yeah, mm-hmm. you might raise your temperature a lot, but you're not going to be like, you not going going to be sweating, but you'll have the benefits anyway.
1: Yes. Any bit of movement reduces that inflammation. And also, um, any movement that we get a little bit on that breathy side, or just, we have to breathe creates divergent thinking. We know that you can think more differently. You get away from the thing, get more working memory online. If you're trying to memorize something or uh, a teaching, you just get in your body, get that, get that breath and up a bit. And that starts to come online. Now, the more, you know, you do it, the more time you have to work on the developing of your divergent thinking and memory, but any bit of movement matters. Any bit of mm. movement shifts you out of focus so much that it becomes too much. We need breaks. There's too much research out there about how, you know, the, the Pomodoro technique, 45 minutes or so, We yes. should just push away. You think, no, I can't break my stride. I'm in it. No, you're actually... You can get the work done, but you could get better work done if you took the break. Right.
0: I definitely teach um, my writers about the Pomodoro technique. So Mm -hmm. what I want to encourage everyone who's listening, you've already heard me talk about the Pomodoro technique, but what I usually say is like, stay focused. And then you can, on your break, you can change the laundry or call a friend or even scroll, you know, whatever, just save it. But I'm going to encourage all of us. I mean, me included. To use the time in between the long focused work sessions to do some of these movements. Elisa said, let me repeat what she said. She said, six five minute sessions of movement. Yeah. An overall difference. We can totally break up our day into six five minute uh, sessions of movement. That's amazing.
1: It's super doable. And the fact when you, at the end of the day, you look back and go, what did I do with five minutes today? We go, I don't even know. Did I scroll? Like we, <laughs> we, when we don't know what we do in that time, it just kind of vaporizes. But if we said, right. I'm going to take this next five minutes, I can do five minutes and just get in my body and be an embodied creature, love beloved of God. And just mm. give him something, let him speak to me so yes. that I can be fully available.
0: And um, I I also wanted to come back to the importance of crossing the midline, because as a as a teacher, one of the things that I was taught in teacher preparation is you have to give kids a chance to to cross their midline. And they would even say, take a little brain break where you're asking kids to hold hands with the person next to them Mm. and just do this. Like they're holding hands and just crossing. And they just said, like, have them do things Mm -hmm. that are crossing because it wakes up your whole brain. So these exercises are not only about refreshing our body. It's about refreshing our thinking. What's
1: good for the brain is good for the body. What's good for the body is good for the brain. You don't teach and talk to one without getting the other. So it's a two for one.
0: That is so good. You talked about a person in a hospital not being able to move. You know, my mother does not have, well, she has a bachelor's in biology, but she didn't have medical knowledge or anything. But when I had my stroke, she noticed, this is crazy, but like in, in the intensive care unit, there was not a regular method for moving my body I was paralyzed and they didn't have a protocol for that I mean they don't want you to get bed sores so right. they had me on this bed that would rotate but still that's not a lot of movement so my mom instinctually and also probably prompted by the Holy Spirit she yeah. would just like move get up and she would move my legs for me mm-hmm. the nurses the doctors weren't doing it and she just sensed like, I don't know what she's going to get back, you know, but when she does, we're going to have limbs that are ready. (laughs) So good. And she also, for a long time, even after, after I got out of the hospital, she felt like she was like, just let me have a hold of your legs. Just let me have a hold of your legs. And she would like, take me from the ankle and just push up, like gently, just like, Mm push up she was like i just feel like all of this inflammation is settling in your ankles and in your mm, feet." and i yes. just like massage it upward you know like towards she it. actually was doing it right
1: for the lymphatic system you have to move it up you have uh-huh. to move it up so that whatever cellular waste has to go it goes out you don't want to pull it down perfect so cool yes
0: yeah and so i i truly believe that was part of my healing that that she'll never get credit for from the medical community but I certainly give her credit because uh-huh. um she just had a sense and so she was doing it in ICU when love I couldn't respond and in the, even the first few months when I was in a wheelchair she was just like hold on a second just give me 10 minutes because <laughs> 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 I, mean, I couldn't it. massage my own legs or move and she did it for me and so I know you're you're totally right about we just have to be intentional about every yeah. day a little 10 minute a little movement. something to to reduce inflammation so there's one other topic that, that it's kept coming up for me and so i know the holy spirit wants us to talk about it i think there are a lot of people listening to this who they're they may not be able to identify what they would call as trauma in their mm-hmm. in their history mm-hmm. But I keep hearing the word included. People don't feel included. Mm-hmm. And so that's almost like a chronic pain. Mm-hmm. And they can't say that they that they had this one big event, but they have the chronic pain in their body of not yep. feeling included. So, Gosh, anything yeah. you want to share about that?
1: Well, absolutely. I think it's uh something we tend to do with our pain is minimize it. Like, well, it's not that bad. You know, I wasn't, I wasn't sexually abused. I was loved by my parents. I, you know, I have a little bit of this and we tend to push it down. And the thing about pain or trauma, it's, it's an experience that you have. No one else can have it. And just because they went through that experience and didn't have the effects you do doesn't mean yours is any less. So the SAMHSA is the organization that I use their definition of trauma. And trauma can be any moment in life, anything that's happened that affects you socially, physically, spiritually, or emotionally. So think about social, you said it. socially. If someone bullied me, or shamed me or said something that just stuck with me and it kind of was a one-time event, but it affected how I see myself in community with others that stays with you forever. And you know, every time you think that thought, every time you think that thought, it's like you're taking um, a hot knife into butter and just going deeper and deeper and deeper. And that is a form of trauma for our brain. We we are either creating mental health or mental damage with mm. what we think and how we believe. It, it's it's it is choose life or death. Which one do you want? And so even just something as small as that matters to God, even though you be like, Well, I'm fine, I have these other things. Those things can absolutely affect your fullness of joy. So God wants to put his finger on that. These same techniques, the same thing of coming to him with all of that applies.
0: Mm. So anyone listening today, um, if you are struggling with inflammation that you do know about, mm-hmm. or if you are struggling, if you're like, I don't know, am I inflamed or not? I would mm-hmm. just encourage you, if you've ever had the thought, I don't feel included, or mm-hmm. I feel I feel left out, that you do have inflammation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's yeah. from chronic pain. Yeah. And, and I want you to take a step and go get the body revelation. I just Mm. want you to to invest Mm. the time and attention to that chronic pain and just allow Elisa to teach you what to do. Instead of dismissing it, let Mm. her teach you how to metabolize it. I love the phrase metabolizing pain. Mm. We talk about metabolizing fat. or Fat loss, carbohydrates. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but metabolizing pain is what this book is all about. Oh, Elisa, thank you so much for joining me today and sharing from your heart about this.
1: Well, I'm just going to say without you, I mean, yeah, God could have kicked me in the pants another way, but he used you to kick me in the pants. So whoever is listening to this, if you are not in Nika's writing community and you have a dream on your heart and you've got a list of reasons why it's not the time and you're not the person for it, press into that, go the opposite direction go the opposite. and getting in the company of others who, again, probably feel the same and mm-hmm. feel maybe a rejection in that. And before you know it, you submit your first very sloppy draft, and mm. then you work on it again, you work on it again. This book is, it's nothing like, if you probably have a copy somewhere of the file yeah. I sent you, probably not, looks nothing like this. It was a work. It was a work. And so that's that's the get to. And I can yes. also just say this, y'all, the, the payoff is in the process, not yes. in the final product. You just asked me before we're going live, like, how are you feeling? I'm like, well, Kind of, I'm feeling actually kind of sad because it's done. And it's actually been in the process that I feel the most joy and like payoff of like, hey, it's madly, it's mattering. And then it's going to be out in the world and I'll still be working, you know, still be enjoying sharing it. But there's something about the process that the tension of it, it is the payoff, not mm-hmm. the finished.
0: Oh, ah, there it yes, is. That's right. Yeah. Well, as we close, I just want to share one quick thing with this audience. Elisa and I have all we joke about almost feeling like sisters in ministry because we both approach our different topics and different passions with the same method. and that's joy. I'm teaching yes. about writing. She's teaching about movement, but we're always like, we're we're kind of like having the same thoughts and the same feelings about the way we approach it. the The movements that she's talking about here when she says, Breathe, move, drink water. She's not talking about like move in a in a factory type way. That's good. Like
1: have fun. Fun. Amen. Amen. Love you. I
0: love you too. Thank you so much. Thank you. Are you subscribed to my YouTube channel yet? I love creating weekly lessons that will bring value and insight to you on your writing, publishing, and book marketing journey. When you listen to my podcast, you learn through your ears. But when you watch my YouTube channel, you learn through your eyes and your ears, making double the impact in half the time. See you over on YouTube.